0: Black Jack with Griffin and David Blank Jack with Griffin and David Don't know what to say or to expect All you need to know is that the name of the show is Black Jack How come the bad guys always have the good podcasts?
1: <laughs>
2: hey! <laughs> What's the line being replaced there? Cars. The okay. Cars. Yeah. guys right. have the good cars. They do. They have the good cars. <laughs> this is this is a real car movie. Yeah. It really more is more so than most cop films. I think. Yeah. Well, you know, I think
0: back in the '80s, we did mm-hmm. not have CGI, so the ability to do much more than cars was limited. I mean, I grew up in right. like the Lethal Weapon, Beverly Hills Cop kind of era of movies, which this is all in, and everything is like a cement truck chase, a cigarette truck chase, <laughs> you know, a car going, I mean, it all, yeah. it all kind Put him of... Put them on the L. Yeah, exactly. Like, everything is, r- like, l- a little less than Blues Brothers, you know, in its right. scope. But it's just right. like, can we crash cars? Can we break cars? Can we drop cars? You know, and it was like, because there wasn't much more. And occasionally, you would get something insane, like Lethal Weapon, like you could clearly tell a building was ready for demolition and like in Lethal Weapon 2 or 3 they're like let's we'll make that the opening of the movie you know it's like that kind that, of
2: that was like yes it it was usually cars a couple shootouts and then if you had an insane budget you got to either use a helicopter yes <laughs> or destroy a building and that was the ceiling and i would say though the destroying the building was
0: much more timed with where you were like it was like oh okay we're shooting in LA, and they're blowing up that building. We'll just make our movie <laughs> right. go around like it was happenstance. It wasn't like they got to blow up the building. It was sort of like they jumped onto a building that was already in demolition.
2: We're filming in Detroit, and Detroit's not doing so well right yes. now. Well, you know that. Guess the whole what? Thing. We have
0: a third act set piece. There's a whole thing like um, I guess when um, they did the remake of oh, what's that movie? Uh, Red Dawn. They Detroit was a come shoot here because we will let you blow up anything you want downtown. (laughs) That was like one of their selling points. Uh, I remember I was reading an oral history also about um, National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. And uh, the Griswold house is either next – I think it is the same house as Murtaugh's house from Lethal Weapon. And when they first started shooting there, Lethal Weapon had just wrapped and the toilet was still on the front lawn. From when the toilet blew out of their house, which, uh, which was, again, a very big uh, a moment in the Lethal Weapon franchise. Huge, huge sad piece. Yeah.
2: Well, it goes without saying, it's, it's obvious, but this is a podcast called Blank Check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Griffin Newman. I'm David Sims. And this is a podcast that's usually about filmographies, directors who have massive success early on their career and are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. Sometimes those checks clear, and sometimes they bounce baby. Yeah. But in between miniseries, our director-based miniseries, we often like to mix it up, do a little palate cleanser. And very often in the past, we've thrown to our beloved producer, Ben, sure, and said, pick a movie that was in the rotation, one that meant a lot to you in your life, that you've seen more than any other film. Don't try to impress us. Pick the film that is nearest and dearest to your heart. So yeah. I picked Fletch. Right. right. And of then course. Clifford. Of course. Sure. Uh, you had uh, Under Siege Under Siege 2. two. Right. Yeah. yeah. A um, Man Who Knew Too Little. Right. Yep.
1: Movies I watched on VHS, like, right.
2: all the time. Right. But we're experimenting with...
1: Giving someone else a blank check. Giving
2: other people the check. Sure. People we admire, adore, and saying, what, what would you use to cash your check on our show? And today we have a very, very special guest who so far has done an incredible job speaking before he's introduced, which is our favorite thing a podcast guest can do. Very true. He just ran straight into it. <laughs> well, I feel like we we
0: set up a, a, a very big. Well, what what could we be talking about? We didn't mention the movie, but we get we talked around it. You know, so I feel like this is a. You're real probably everyone's waiting on the edge of their seat to figure out what what could this be.
2: Which I love. It's like the cold open of like a, a CSI episode. Yeah, people are putting <laughs> the establishing together. the mystery. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, from How Did This Get Made, from, from a thousand different movies and TV shows and the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, uh, Paul Shear is our guest on the show today.
0: Well, I'm very excited to be a guest on your show because I listen to your show and find it immensely enjoyable. Uh, mind boggling
2: so yeah it doesn't make sense but thank you thank you very much <laughs> uh, uh, you know, you, your,
0: your crystal skull episode really helped me come to terms with that movie in many ways wow really oh, that's yeah. a good
1: reaction because sometimes people will uh, get a little mad at us about that that episode being you know a little more gentle on that movie than some
2: people get uh, mad online about
0: that episode. <laughs> it's funny what the <laughs> listeners of uh, my podcast—I'm sure your podcast—will get bent mm-hmm. out of shape out of. I think though, you um, you kind of like like I have a very negative reaction to that movie, and I went back in and after listening to your episode, I watched it, and I stopped after the first thirty minutes and felt very content. Uh, yeah, like, right. You know, and I, and I think you made me revisit it. In a way, knowing it had flaws, but I, I was like, this is, well, it is well done, and many parts of it are well done, uh, but you made me go back and watch it, which is, I bought, like, the, you know, the iTunes, like, four-pack or whatever you get, you know, whatever <laughs> sure. the ridiculous right. charge they make up for it, and, uh, and I've never watched that one, and I went back because of your episode.
2: See, like, that, that's crazy. Thank you very much. I'm glad we were able to make you appreciate at least one-fifth of Kingdom of the Crystal <laughs> I'm going to finish <laughs> but, it but one, one of these short days. Movie. I'm going to finish it.
0: I find myself yeah, sure. enjoying movies that I didn't like a lot more when I watched them in 20-minute chunks. Like, um, mm. I did that as well with uh, – what was the movie I just did that with? Um, well, I'm doing it right now with Rogue One. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. I I thought Rogue One very was episodic good. movie. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, in a way, it it kind of like I've I've stopped it at points. I've been using it on the treadmill, and I'm like, oh, I like this movie way more than I give it credit for. I'm I'm totally engaged in it, uh, and I feel like sometimes, like even Avengers, the first Avengers movie, movies that I've had like a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth, and I'm like, ah, oh, I think if I just watch it
2: piecemeal, I I, I can. <laughs> Man, I don't know if it's. You're
1: essentially you're yes. binge watching them. Yeah, you're turning them into a TV show and, and binge watching them.
2: Well, I I feel like you know, especially in this like bombastic 250 million dollar mega movie era, when you have to sit in a theater and watch the whole thing, very oftentimes it can just become like tiring. Yes, and overwhelming. And some of these films that like don't work, but have interesting elements or pieces or sections, if you're just taking like 20 minutes on their own, you can sort of appreciate the things that you just forget by the end of the film when you've just been like worn down.
0: It's To me, I I call it the ghost story version of it. I'm not sitting there eating the whole pie. I'm just going to have one (laughs) slice at a time. I'll eventually finish the pie, and I'll be happier for it. Uh, If I eat that whole pie, I'm going to just run in that bathroom and throw up.
2: Right. Uh, Now, you picked a movie today that i would argue is like the opposite of that i think the whole value of this movie is sort of just living in and hanging out right this This is this
1: is from a bygone era where movies could be like kind of like set piece like there's one set piece a little lighter on plot it's a lot of just character you know hanging out and uh just sort of like you know being real.
0: Yeah, I, I think that this movie does something very interesting, right? I think that you hear this term, like, the buddy cop movie, and, you know, there's all these, like, oh, well, I think Lethal Weapon is kind of defined as, like, the ultimate, you know, like, oh, I mean, Freebie and the Bean is great, too, but it's, but, you know, like, there's, like, like, Lethal Weapon, I think, is the one that's looked up, to, and it's, like, oh, and they add a little bit of comedy. This, to me, is one of the perfect buddy cop Comedy action movies because I think it's legitimately funny, it's got good Mm -hmm. fun action, and the cast is insane. Like, I feel like if there were more movies like this, this uh, the buddy cop thing wouldn't have gotten so tired.
1: Well, because this movie is not trying to make the buddies be these like diametrically different, like really polarized two guys who are clashing, and you know, there's a lot of push and pull, like, they're real buddies,
0: they're friends, they're legitimately friends. I don't know if there's any other, I mean. It's kind of like the sequel of a movie where it started... Like It's it's like Riggs and Murtaugh <laughs> is number two, but it starts off as number one. Uh, and I know we still haven't yes. told anyone what we're talking about yet, but again... And we won't
2: until the very end of the episode. <laughs> oh, is that the bit we're doing? I don't think so. We're never going to name the movie. No, but I don't know if you know this, Paul. Mm-hmm. I know you say you listen to the show, but we are, David and I, we're hashtag the two friends. It's a competitive advantage. Yeah. We're the only two friends that do a podcast together. <laughs> and, and once we tapped into that we said why wouldn't everyone do this friends sure. should do podcasts together what a good combination <laughs> and I feel like a lot of the films what you were saying a lot of the films that get lumped in as being buddy films I mean certainly Lethal Weapon 1 they don't get along very well no no and even when you get into the sequels they've obviously gotten a little closer but they're still they frustrate each they're other They're very push right. and pull and they usually have some
1: second act part like right. where like where they're um, sort of they break apart maybe or they're like opposed in some way you know what I mean like yes there's usually yeah. some sort of like artificial rom-com arc to the
2: buddy cop right movie. And, and 48 hours is always cited as like a big buddy cop movie and it's like a one of them isn't even a cop b True. they hate right. each other <laughs> right yeah but i watched this and i was like this movie's putting the buddy in buddy cop well i think what you get when you put them together is you get comedy
0: like and i think mm-hmm. like yeah. because they they're on the same page so they're working together as like a team not just being like i'm one archetype you're one arc you know it's like the stare you know it's like and i think it's just rare. I can't think of any other movie where, I mean, it, it feels a more in tone with, like, a Pineapple Express than it mm-hmm. does with anything else. Like, you know, it's like these are people yes. who are friends. But even Pineapple Express, it's like they're different, you know, uh, to a certain degree. Yeah. Right, yeah. very different. Yeah. Right.
2: Right. But, yeah, but this feels like Pineapple Express 2 after they've, like. <laughs> yes. That's, I mean, right. Yeah, Wait, I think you you said it about it being
1: that. a sequel. that Because it, like, it just opens where they're, like. They're playing basketball or hanging out, you know, they're kind of breaking each other's balls a little bit. But like it's just the movie's just like they're friends. OK, you got it. Great. Yeah. Let's move on.
2: Well, the thing I find really fascinating, you know, you come out of improv, of course. Yeah. Uh, and you're you're a phenomenal improviser oh, but one of those things they teach very early on in long form improv is like you don't have to create that conflict you'll find more comedy if you agree with your scene partner you yeah. know cuz a lot of people when they're starting out think the funny thing is to be like a stick in the mud and negate right. what the other person's doing and that's the whole principle of yes and and this movie is just like oh if you start out with the two guys being on the same page and they can have fun together it unlocks certain types of comedy you're not used to seeing in these kinds of movies that aren't them arguing about which way they should go in on the bad guy. Right. It's just them being funny people together. It's like hanging out with friends.
0: Exactly. And um, I, should we tell people what we're talking about?
2: Yes. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: For one, it's the
1: title of the episode. So they downloaded it. Okay.
0: <laughs> but, you know, they may be thinking that we're talking about the Paul Walker version of it.
1: Well, it, that that one comes up a lot in Google. Yeah. Even though it was a, a bomb. Yeah. I mean, a, a forgotten film. And yeah. I saw Look at and D. this was like a solid hit. This was like a, this you was know, a, hit. Yeah. A, a reasonably popular
2: movie. A double or a triple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I, 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 think, I think this movie does not get its due in the pantheon of 48 Hours, Lethal Weapon, right. Beverly Hills Cop. Like, you never hear this movie talked about. And that's why I chose... Here I go. I'm going to say it. I mean, even though you've downloaded <laughs> oh it. Oh,
2: boy. Drum roll. Uh,
0: Running Scared, the 1986 Billy Crystal, Gregory Hines, buddy <laughs> cop movie, um, which – From the uh,
1: director of 2010.
2: Yes. Uh, Universal Soldier, right? And Didn't Time Cop. Read? No, Time Cop. Oh, Time, Time Cop. cop. Sorry. No. Time Cop. Uh,
0: uh, Peter Himes. And uh, yep. with the villain being a very brilliantly cast young Jimmy Smith who introduced me – to the whole idea of a Colombian necktie, to me that was the wow. scariest thing you could possibly yeah. do. Which is like you slip through someone's throat, and you, I guess you pull their tongue down beneath it so it hangs out from the throat hole. Which uh, I they cannot, don't do. It. I
1: spent ten minutes trying to figure out how you would do that. Yeah, it doesn't when really they, work. They,
0: it doesn't work. How would you? How would you pull the tongue all the way down there? The physics of it are, are messy. Yeah, you'd have to uh, almost cut think, the tongue
2: yeah. out too. There would be a lot of work. It would, it would be so much work. I don't think it's easy. I, yeah. I don't think it's worth the effort. I mean, you know, look, it, it certainly leaves a lasting effect. Yeah, 100%. Uh, right. right. Yeah, it's,
1: this, it's memorably gross.
2: Um, but they
0: don't show it, which is good. And again, it's one of those things. It's an R-rated film. They don't show extreme violence. As a matter of fact, this movie is about cowards. Um, or, yes, they're not that's cowards. true. There are two good Chicago cops who kind of – get into a situation early on where they get scared. Like, literally, they're like, oh, fuck, yeah. we almost died. They're, the, right, the they're chief in is, over their heads. Yeah, and the chief is like, go on vacation. Then we get one of the best, <laughs> I mean, a seri- we're, we'll talk about all of this, but one of the yeah, best vacation montages of all time. Uh, unbelievable. Um,
2: I, I might say number one. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I, I mean, it, it is it is uh, amazing. And, and then they come back going, hey, Fuck this! We don't want to be cops anymore. We want to like go move to Key West and open a bar. bar. And we basically have a couple more. Like it's like they're both retiring. Like you know, like like you know, and leave the weapon. (laughs) It's like I'm over that retirement. (laughs) It's like they're both like we both need to
2: just lay low (laughs) until we can get out. And it's the only cop movie I can think of where the cops spend most of the running time trying to decide whether or not to stay on the case. Yeah. It's cra- and, like the cops almost abandon the plot of the movie. Yeah, the
0: cops are like, we we don't want to go in there. And again, one of the reasons why I love this movie is because it seems from a, it's coming from an honest place. Like these and, are, you know, it's Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal, Tap right? dancer. Tap dancer and like an SNL and and the TV show soap star. Like mm-hmm. they're not like they're not super intimidating cops, which I think is no. also lovely to see. Like I don't feel like mm-hmm. you know I don't feel like every cop is, uh you know like uh you know, you know like you know Dolph Lundgren and Jim Belushi from like Red <laughs> Heat, you know like Red <laughs> Heat or whatever. That's uh, sorry, a short thing. But um yeah you know and you get like I don't know. There's something about it that is like very grounded, and uh, agreed. And and I will just say like you know so I grew up. I don't know how this movie came into my life, but I think... That was my first
1: question. I I would imagine... How how did you discover this movie?
0: I would imagine this is how it came in. Um, My dad was a great conduit of all things cool for me. And um, I loved Saturday Night Live. I had the Billy Crystal comedy album called You Look Marvelous. Uh, oh, or wow. I, should, okay. I, should, I should say it the way that Fernando would say it. These are all our references that are just flying over. I'm sure like 95 <laughs> percent of your listeners. Uh, but uh, it's a Billy Crystal, this like comedy album. And and uh, I love this. You know, I love Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal was to me what comedy was. So uh, in my dad's like truest fashion, I think he saw that this was a movie, a comedy that had relatively little violence uh, and no, and, and one scene of nudity that he could cut out because my dad had, like, two VHS players. So he would, like, give me movies, like, Armed in Dangerous with, like, Eugene Levy and John Candy and cut out, like, any potential boobs and, like, Beverly Hills Cop. He would Hills make Cop. home edits? That's he would amazing. make home edits. That's incredible. He would, yeah, so when I saw Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2 later on, I was like, oh, wow, these are edited scenes because he cut out, like, the whole beginning of uh, you know, Axel Foley's friend getting killed, and was like, "That was too violent." And getting like <laughs> shot in the back of the head. I didn't yeah. see either of the strip club scenes, so like, I had a wow. whole a whole uh, world open to me uh, after my dad's home edit. So I believe that that's how I got this movie, and it was on VHS. I watched it a ton, and I did this thing that I've talked about on my podcast before, but. Uh, where I would record movies on, like, a tape, like a recorder, like a tape deck thing. And I would listen to movies. And that, I would say, you know, we talked about in the beginning, like, have you, uh, how many times have you watched this movie? Yes, I've watched this movie a lot. I've listened to it probably the most out of any movie (laughs) because I remember, you know, having the the tape. I had the whole movie on tape. And, you know, listening, I, I, I have visceral images of us uh, my class, driving to Washington, D.C. on a field trip, sitting in the back of the bus, listening to Running Scared. I, I, I remember it so clearly. Ding dong. All right. Ding dong. All right. Can I, can I,
2: okay. Come on. Oh, my God. What? Hello? Hello. Hi, it's me. It's uh, Griffin from uh, two months from now. Oh, wow. You're from the future? Yeah, maybe you notice a little difference in me
1: uh ben yeah i, I mean, mean you i don't want to be you know you look really
2: good kinda superficial kind of kind of jack
1: kind of good thick busting out of the shirt a little bit yeah i'm wolf
2: manning all over the place um <laughs> yeah you're wolf manning yeah you can call me griff b okay like b like the b universe oh sure, i'm not sure. from a different universe i'm from a different Let's not get Future too knotted up in this. Time lock. I call me Griff
1: 2049. Hey, you, maybe we could call you Griff B because you've been using Beachbody? Oh! Maybe that's why. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. So you
2: know my secret. That's the difference between me and this cuck Griff over here. <laughs>
1: I hazarded a guess because uh, our friends at Beachbody On Demand are sponsoring this episode.
2: And also, hey, Griff A here, please don't use that term. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Griff B, come on. Yeah. What, what, what have you been doing?
2: What have I been doing? I've been I've been working out on my own clock off my own devices. So
1: like a laptop, a tablet,
2: yeah, a smartphone? Yeah. Any
1: web-enabled device? Yeah, like an Amazon Kindle Fire, pretty much anything. A TV? Think. Yeah. As long as it's on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. I ask though, uh Griff B, mm-hmm. what uh like what regimen are you like? Is there like a particular like video you're watching on the service? <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, look. I mean, I'm all about branding, right? I'm the sure. branding king. Sure, And sure. my brand is insanity. Okay, okay. But they've got
1: it all. Wait, but you're saying... No, no, no. I he's don't... saying he's doing insanity workouts. Oh, that's... He's, oh, I mean, sure, but sure, I'm sure. Actually, we can Double debate. meaning. We I was going to say my brand is also... I'm a straight lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, they've got it. They've got P90X. Yeah. They've got, like, 21 Day Fix. They've got all the like those regimens you might have heard Three-week of.
2: Three Week Yoga Retreat? Sure. Yeah.
1: Um And... They have nutritional content, mm-hmm. health and fitness
2: advice. Yeah, It's a whole package, all online, and you don't even need to go to a gym. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why you're pitching this to me. I'm the guy who's been benefiting from this program. Pitch it to this beta male over here. Oh, I was talking right to Griff i I'm sorry. You oh. guys are easy to
1: get confused, even though one of you is um, just going to say it. Yeah. Well little
2: hot. Yeah, just look for which guy is uh, in a tattered shirt, and, and that's the one you shouldn't be speaking to. All right, well, Griffith, Griffith, listen. Yeah. Up. Hey, what's up? Because th- these workouts, they can be
1: low impact. Mm-hmm. You could do dance. Like, it doesn't have to be something intense. Oh, uh, i have love a- to do dance. Hey, dude, warning from the future, don't do dance. They have a variety of, like, options for, like, whatever speed you want to go at, and uh, you can try all of these 600 workouts and the nutritional information for free. Oh, that sounds great. Um, you just have to text check to 303030.
2: So you check to make sure nope. that you have texting you know, you covered on your phone plan? You get hung up on this plan. sometimes.
1: <laughs> but what you do is you get a free trial
2: membership when you text check to 303030. Now, here's a question. What if I don't want to work out, uh, but... I like the idea of being able to watch workout videos all the time. Like, that's just my favorite kind of content. I mean, no one's going to judge you for that except, you know, perhaps Almighty God. But uh, right. right. So that's maybe all- that's a good angle to sell that would differentiate us from other podcasts. Sure. If a you, different if, revenue stream, people if, who just like If you want to just give it a videos, try
1: and just watch workout videos and judge them aesthetically. I mean, you can do that. doesn't really matter. All you have to do is text check to 303030. You'll get full access to the whole platform for free. All the workouts, all the niche, nutritional information, and yeah, if you want to try an annual subscription, it's cheaper than a gym membership.
2: Yeah. Uh, right. So take note, Griff A. Thank you, Griff i uh, I'm going to head out. This is Griff B talking. Oh, don't I, walk through the wall like oh, that. Oh my god! I can, oh I can god. barely help it. One step, and I'm already shredding he, he through the country. He destroyed the studio. He's yeah. so strong. Yeah. All right. God, that was so much fun having someone who has the exact same voice as me in the studio. He looks a lot better, though. He does look a lot better. I mean, i do him. Now, I was like a big uh, soundtrack kid growing up. Mm. You know, I, I would have like Me a too. CD wallet f- full of movie soundtracks. Sure. And I would keep the little booklet in there. Did you like soundtracks or scores or both? Both. Okay. Yeah. Both. Okay. Right. But but I would like to have the booklet. And when I was listening to the soundtrack, look through it and try to find a photo <laughs> that, even if it wasn't that scene was particular. Evocative? Was wow. evocative. Because I wanted to sort of replay the scenes in my head. Oh, now, absolutely. Now, when you were listening... To to running scared, mm-hmm. especially during the sections where there aren't dialogue. Yeah, yeah, you're just hearing a or car trying... on the L. Yeah. Right, right, or or like the vacation montage, which yeah. is you know well,
1: right. What I was going to ask, how does the montage play on tape?
2: Right.
0: Are, are well, by you the way, your it's head great... reconstructing the images? By the way, it's a great song, so it was uh, it was <laughs> yeah, a pleasure. It, to listen. it was almost like a musical interlude. <laughs> um, uh, I was. I'm trying to think of how I did it. I, you know, I believe that I just. I would just be, um, I guess, the way that you would listen to a book on tape. You know, like creating the images. I knew what it. I knew the movie so well. I, I could just kind of sit back and and kind of uh, let it take me for a journey. You know, these guys are great actors. And by the way, you take away the images, it's, the movie still holds up.
2: <laughs> yeah, they just they have such a good uh, rapport in this. And the thing you said, which I really like, that jumped out to me immediately is. I feel like when you get to this era where, like, Hollywood is, is buddy cop crazy, right? Yeah. This is, like, their whole thing that they're trying to do. It's, like, a pretty economic, very viable genre and just becomes, like, who are two mismatched guys that right. you can put together? I feel like you get a lot of guys, especially when they're dudes like Hines or Crystal. Because usually yeah. these movies will have one guy who makes sense in this type of movie, one guy who doesn't. Right. And this movie has two guys who feel like <laughs> odd choices for this type yeah. of movie. Bizarre. And very often, right, very often the Belushi of the film, right, uh, the right. Jim Belushi of the yeah. film, will try his hardest to prove that he's not the, the odd thumb. Right. Right? Like, he'll be like the tough, serious guy. He'll yeah. do like a Clint Eastwood impression. He'll right, try right. to do his best, uh, you know, Gene Hackman or whatever yeah. right. to hold his own. And I like in this movie these two guys aren't doing the sort of obvious big swinging dick depiction of cop masculinity. They're kind of just playing their own types. Sure. And just being okay cops. And by the so way, yeah, don't, is, like,
0: don't you believe it? Because like the one of the biggest scenes yes. where they are um beating someone up, uh, and again, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just put a blanket statement down and say everyone in this movie is amazing and we'll talk yep, about agreed. them all. So, but Joe Pantoliano, who plays like this guy character Snake,
2: Yeah. And they're
0: like that's like the first We're guy that they kind of bust. It. And they they kind of like torture him, but they're torturing him in a way that seems so believable. Like they get him, they, they they're running after him. They throw him like – mm-hmm. they get like they get into a tattoo shop, right? They throw him. Well, that maybe, and then uh, and they throw him into a chair, <laughs> and they basically are tricking him into the fact that they're giving him like a tattoo. Like you know, it's like, right. and then even their plan with him backfires. Like, but it's like when they are being tough they're basically guys,
1: just hassling him. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, and at the end of the movie, when Billy Crystal does have his big moment when his ex-wife is kidnapped and, and he's got to show up, you buy – it's very much the reason why I love, like, Die Hard as well. Like, Die Hard, when you first meet uh, John McClane, you don't think that this guy is, like – you know, there's something human about him. And these guys, too, mm-hmm. like, they're put in a, a crazy situation. And when Billy Crystal does confront everybody there, you buy, like, oh well, fuck, he's, like – this is him trying to be as tough as he can be. And that, you know, in the same way, like, when Gregory Hines is, like, on the side of the building, going to, like, launch into, like, he, like, his thing was, like, he's a window wa- Like, he, like, <laughs> right. to, to, like they, they, say, they say to Billy Crystal, like, come alone in this big glass building. Billy Crystal comes alone. But then Gregory Hines is, like, a window washer so he could drop in from the ceiling. But he seems scared. Like, they're not adept at doing it. Like, even, like, at least John McClain at a certain point, like, becomes very adept at everything. You know, um... They never get adept, yeah.
2: Right. This is like The Other Guys if The Other Guys wasn't a parody. You know, like Other Guys is trying to, like, totally mock all the sort of tropes of these kinds of movies. And this is, like, a fairly grounded, realistic movie about cops who just usually aren't on the big case.
0: Yeah, and by the way, I would argue that, like, Wahlberg is – you don't even have a Wahlberg in this. Like, at least in Wahlberg, you get, like, you know, there's, like, something there. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about this movie that is, and I think it's rewatchable. It's really fun. It does have all the 80s things, a lot of great car crashes. You know, uh, uh, I mean, this, they have a whole scene. I mean, the one of the best, I guess, heightened moments in the movie, uh, is that they create this, um, like they have this guy, like their cue, like for like for whatever reason, like that's where the movie just like takes a one jump out of reality, where it's like they have a, like they have a, an auto shop at the the police department, and and right, La-
2: Larry Hankin, yeah, is yeah there. the guy from Friends, the neighbor,
1: <laughs> right, right. Uh, who
0: again uh, Mr. another chuckles heckles, he a, a great character actor, like creates yes. them like a not an indestructible car, but again it's so funny, it's like he's like this is a car, it's essentially bulletproof, it's a cat it looks like a cab, yeah. but it's bulletproof. They get in this cab, and they have this crazy chase that ends up on the L, and they're, you know, they're, like, cars are firing at them, and they're like, fuck you, haha, we don't, it's bulletproof, and then they go to roll down their window to fire back, but they can't because the car is bulletproof, because it can't, <laughs> right. like, and I was like, I love, like, it's just fun, like, I don't know, it's like, it doesn't, like what you said, it's it's grounded in the world, like, alright, if they were gonna create a bulletproof car, they're not gonna be able to open the windows. so they do get away, but then they're, then they're totally left Uh, being idiots again
2: yeah and and another thing i love about talking about this movie being grounded in the world and i i think this is a thing we'll harp on a lot because it's the thing that kept on jumping out to me as like we don't have anything like this today but the thing i i like about it is they are neither great cops nor terrible cops right they're okay they're good they're just kind of okay
1: i mean they're they're they know how to like cause some trouble. Right. You know, and they know how to like keep on the right side of things. They're I not guess, inept, but, but they're not rock stars. No. They're like, just
2: kind of workaday cops. Right. Yeah. And they're, yeah.
1: they're, they're- Big revelation is when Billy Crystal breaks the porcelain thing and it's Coke, but like right. it's almost by mistake. Like you know, they they don't do like great detective work or anything. They 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 sort of work their sources and they they lean on folks and they they know how to like run a few hustles,
2: right? And there's that thing early on when the the two guys try to mug them and they go like, "What you think all cops dress like cops? R- yeah, run right. around yeah, in yeah. like a, a cop car? And one of them's
1: got like a gun in like a paper." Yeah, I couldn't yeah. figure out what that contraption is.
2: Uh, but what, what, what was your point? No, it's just like these are just like two schmoes. Yeah, like, they're, they're just cool. Like, they're just like cops you wouldn't really take notice of, uh, right, Otherwise, and, but yeah, yeah they're,
0: and they're constantly getting like they're they're constantly getting found out. Like they're not like this. Like they're not like when they park in their spot, they get they you know they someone comes and spray paints like unmarked cop car on them when they <laughs> right. try right. to get I another. Love. Which is, is they try uh, to get hilarious. An, yeah, and when they try to get an informant the informant like turns on them when they you know when they they like they, they're roughing up a nun and the nun is not the right person even though she is but she doesn't she's not culpable in it and then i think all that co- like culminates even in their vacation which is like oddly sweet like their vacation <laughs> is sweet. like they're just like fishing and and like like dating girl, like, like seeing women they're it's like kind it's of very like
2: remembering
1: it's, how to relax you yeah. know it feels like they're tapping into something they've forgotten about themselves like oh you could
2: just hang out I guess we should start at the beginning of the movie but I, yeah. I just want to make a blanket statement here because both names have been invoked and I, I know you've listened to the show but I, I you know yeah, no two, you're not a complete
1: two, two favorites of two, this podcast are in two this important
2: movie. things to state about this show one is that we are very vehemently pro-Smiths. Yeah, we're super pro-Smiths. Pro-Smiths, no-bits pro-Smiths. By the way, You gotta of, be pro-Smiths.
0: Speaking of uh, watching Rogue uh, uh, Rogue One the other day, I was like, ah, oh, man, Smits, right. so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: yes. Yeah. He just, you know, pops in. Five minutes, he dusts some, like, pepper, and then, yeah. he, you know, he's out.
0: I Love mean, it.
2: that's that's the origin of our pro smith stance is no steadier hand in the galaxy than Bail Organa. No, that guy you, comes in, you relax. You
0: You are almost <laughs> like... And I actually thought to myself when I was on the treadmill the other day, like, Man, I would see like a Bale Organa movie. I would, I would, like, 100%. That would sure.
2: Is it just, is
1: it him like leaning on other galactic senators? Is it like all backroom dealing? Like, what is a Bale Organa movie? I
2: want to see like Bridge of Spies with Bail Organa. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. He has to go, yes. He
1: has to go get someone. I yeah. mean,
0: look, Leah didn't, or Leia didn't learn it from, uh, from no one. You know, look, he's, no, you know, he's true. out in front, but he's working deals under the table too. You know, he's got a, you know, public face, private right. face.
2: You know, maybe maybe the movie is just like Pursuit of Happiness with Bale Organa and Little <laughs> Leia. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just a good father movie. I love it. Um, I'll that. The, the other important stance we just have to get out here sure. on the table yep. is there are a few things that we love more than putting on a fine pair of Italian pants. Right. If we get to put on some Joey pants, oh. we are thrilled. And by the Especially way, some uh, snakeskin oh, Joey pants. Snakeskin pants. Can we can pants. we talk
0: about where? This Joey pants falls in your pantheon oh, of pants,
2: yeah. Because oh, a hundred percent,
0: yes. I, I put this one up pretty high because it's um a different pants than we normally see in a way, or mm-hmm. at least my in my version of it. It's a real Weasley, so, yeah.
2: a real Weasley uh, guy. Yeah, and he's always kind of squirrely, but usually he's faking it better. This is a pants who cannot even pretend that he has any authority.
1: I also just like that he hangs around. Like you think he's just going to be the problem (laughs) for the first scene. Like, you know, he'll go And instead, he's just kind of like chilling with them for the first half hour of the movie. He's their pesci for the first half. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 He had been in risky business already. But he wasn't in Midnight Run Midnight yet. Run's a couple of years later So this yeah. is Yeah he's still early in the, in the Pants career
0: That's what I'm saying It's, a, it's kind of an early role From I, I would say The other person I mean that I, I know it's not an official One of your podcast sanctioned. No mm-hmm. sure But I gotta but say I Whenever I, I see uh, Dan Hedaya Yeah I'm oh, on board <laughs> I mean look, listen to this cast This cast is insane I know. Dan Hedaya, who
1: always plays a man whose blood pressure is like dangerous, (laughs) like his doctor is like just stressed
2: out about the guy's blood pressure and wishes he would take the pills. Do you know this is a fact? I've heard this, you know, because because, Paul, you know, you work on on shoots, you you talk to the crew, you start to hear some inside gossip, right? People tell you stories that don't usually leak out to the public. So I don't know if I should be sharing this, but, it, but this is true. This is a known fact in Hollywood. Uh, Dan Hedaya has never worn a shirt on screen. They just dye his chest and back <laughs> in different colors.
0: I have heard that. I have heard that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a yeah. thing it's, it, to make him more comfortable, really. A hundred percent. That's um, his process. That's his rider. Yeah. But you know what? I would ar- you know, I'd also argue like Dan Hedaya is what every other – and I would even play Joey Pants – is copying Dan Hedaya, like Joey Pants and Bad Boys is copying mm-hmm. Dan Hedaya in this
2: movie. 100% totally yes. This is kind yeah. of like peak disgruntled Cap then. Yes, you can't um, get a
0: better disgruntled, like this is, this is where it was really coming into vogue, this is everything yeah. you need, yeah.
2: But again,
1: like before these movies make the disgruntled captain like too big. and Before it becomes
2: a cliche. And he has like yeah. a
1: five-minute monologue chewing him yeah. out in his office. This, he's just sort of in the background. He's hanging
2: around. He's like, you know. This no- movie is at like the right perfect place in the bell curve where it's just the the, the sort of – they've enough other buddy cop films have field tested what works and what doesn't and yes. you're just at cruising altitude. The Nothing o- has become overworn yet.
0: The only one that I will say who pushes the limits but – I think is probably the best cop is actually a real cop. I don't know if you know who I'm going to mention here, but it it is uh, the real uh, chief of police in Detroit who played Axel Foley's boss in Beverly Hills Cop, who comes down and balls out Eddie Murphy. And I I always put him as the number one because that was his actual job. And he said the thing that made me, he goes, don't think, Axel, makes my dick itch. When I was a kid, <laughs> I thought that was one of the best lines. I didn't know. I was like, one day I'll understand it, and I don't even know if I understand. I just like it. I just like I, that line is burnt into my head. Um,
2: Itchy dick, yeah. Yeah, sounds um, no good.
0: Yeah, but he—he <laughs> uh, he is. Uh, his name is Gilbert R. Hill. Uh, only a uh, Gil Hill. I think he became the mayor of Detroit uh, at a certain well, point. he did. Yeah. Um, You're right. Yeah. Yes. And um, oh my gosh. And was a real police, like, was a real inspector. So I feel like he, out of anyone, we should always be looking to him for the frustrated police, off- uh, the sure, police officer. Sure, you sure. You say he's, he's the, he's right, the, he's the, the, yeah. at he the did top it. of the pyramid. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, I had a, a phase where I was uh, really into the IMDb message boards, RIP. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Gone but Never Forgotten. It's a brutal, brutal thing to brutal, brutal place. But I was really into that, like, early 2000s. And a thing, a game I got really into was I, I love uh, character actors, as I think, uh, you know, we, yeah. we do. Uh, and um, I would pick certain, you know, like, favorite character actors, like Joey Pants, and go to their IMDb message board to see what, like, Who's talking about Joey Pants on a daily basis? Who's logging on just to talk about Joey Pants? And inevitably, any character actor I picked, no matter how unconventional looking, how obscure, there would be someone starting a thread with a subject heading like, is it just me or (laughs) dot, dot, dot? And then you would click on it and it was... He's incredibly sexy, right? Oh, and it would be someone just making it clear that that guy was their specific fetish. Okay, So we're on the same page.
1: And wow. I know where you're going
2: Hidea I had this oh, thread. Oh,
1: we're not on the same
2: page. That I always think about, about like even Hidea where it was like 25 women going yes. like, I can't
1: explain what it is. <laughs> I mean, he's got a, an animal energy. Th- that's what right? like I said. Yes. I see the yeah. tufts
2: of hair coming out from his collar. There's a
0: flavor for
1: everyone. For everybody he's like a really smoky soup you know <laughs> yeah. where it's like sort of like the flavor like really hits you but you're like well I, I yeah. like it though Yeah,
0: gotta get that idea I yeah.
1: thought you were gonna say cause I was saying this to Ben before we mm-hmm. recorded
0: how
2: handsome Billy Crystal is uh, Billy Crystal's weirdly sexy yes. in this it's movie really hot Yeah, Billy Crystal I, by the I mean, way shirtless. when you see this
0: movie you go oh I get it I get why this guy was a I star 100% I get why he percent get it, it and, and by the way you get like he's he is very cute, but like also like there's there's something in this movie that I don't know. I mean, it's the Harry Met Sally. It's the it's like that yeah, era. Yeah. Billy Crystal is it like is. boom,
1: perfect. Yeah, he's he's aged nicely. I think he's he's this is him in his thirties, is sort of uh-huh. him because he's got a little around the eyes and yeah. you know his hair's receded a little bit. But, the but beard it, is great. The beard, beard is, is nice. Really and he helps. Just, his he face. just looks yeah. like a. I don't know. He just looks like someone you could go see like a. What's, who's an 80s auteur? Like, go see My Dinner with Andre with, and, you know. Sure, but, sure. Nice dinner. But, you know, but, he, but there's
2: a very... Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I just think there's a relaxed energy to this performance that I, I think of Billy Crystal as, you know, the the main criticism you can throw at Billy Crystal, uh, aside from the fact that he still does impressions of black people, yeah. uh, uh, thing, yeah. is is that, like, there's a sort of needy, like, desperate validation you know, wanted kind of energy to him sometimes. Like, this sort of, like, endless showman sort of vibe. Right. But this has the same thing that, like, When Harry Met Sally does, where it's like, this is a weirdly confident Jew. Like, we're not used to seeing (laughs) these on screen, you know? This is a Jew who feels pretty good about what he's got. And I will... Well, here's what I'll say
0: about that specifically. And and I think this is all... And this when I watched it recently, again, I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. when he does his characters, like... And, again, this is a time when, like, Eddie Murphy – I keep on going back to Eddie Murphy because I feel like he yeah, was, but he, you know uh, – right. the
1: king of the 80s cop movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. When he's doing his characters, it's like showpieces. And these characters that he does in this movie, like, the small little, like, phone stuff – Right. Just so, a little sprinkled. It's sprinkled. It's subtle. And it also feels real. Like, you know – Like, I don't know if I believe that Axel Foley is going in, you know, carrying a lunch bag going, I got this or I got the herpes medication. But this is just like uh, mainly on the phone. Like, he's like, he's basically doing prank phone calls to help get there's something very subtle about doing something that is, I think, in a a lot of the times in these movies are very much like showpieces like all right get ready
2: sit back and yeah. relax and and it's it feels like a real guy be trying to be funny rather than a movie star looking for a pop can i just you say know? It,
0: it feels very it, you know i feel like this movie is the practical jokers of the uh, buddy cop world It gets <laughs> us a bunch of friends having fun making
2: each other laugh and that's where them being friends really helps is because when he's doing characters and stuff, you cut to a reaction shot of Gregory Hines just being like, I like this guy. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I read I read some interview with Peter Himes who directed this movie. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> shot it. And shot it, yes, because yeah. he shoots his movies. Um, where he was, he didn't say much except like, I just thought it'd be great to have Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal be in a movie together. And I was right, they totally loved each other. Like that was all he had to say. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess they hit it off.
0: Well, we did a, uh, whatchamacallit, a, um, we did Time Cop on our show, and then um, mm-hmm, we have this guy, Blake Harris. And Blake is this amazing – Like, uh, he wrote this great book called Console Wars, and he gets these really good oral histories. And so he got uh, Peter Himes to talk, and I was like, please just get any information about Running Scared. And right. and he talked to him, and it's very much similar. It's like, yeah, yeah, that was a fun movie. Um, but I think what he has a good talent for is finding the right vehicle for actors. And I say that in the sense that he was like – he knew how to make Time Cop work for Jean Claude Van Damme more than any other Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, in my opinion. Like that mm-hmm. that movie totally. is more of a movie than most Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, if that makes sense. Yes. yes.
1: And the other movie he made with Jean-Claude Van Damme, Sudden Death, is the like second best Jean-Claude yes. Van Damme movie. 100%. They they had each other. They were on the right wave, like for some reason. He knew how to He could kind like of... work the athleticism in better than most.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: You know, like like Jean Claude's gonna do the splits now, and like don't worry, I've like I've, I've constructed a whole set piece that's gonna make sense for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really. But, he uh, yeah, Peter Himes I think is you know he's an interesting director because he also directed one of my favorite movies. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if it's I say it's my favorite, but it's one on. movie that I enjoy, which is uh, oh, oh what you Capricorn One, which right. I oh, that's yeah, his yeah. big movie, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I think with, it's with it's OJ Simpson. Yeah, OJ. Yeah. Uh, and it's a it's a really if you've not seen Capricorn One check it out it's really fun it's you know it's faking the moon landing kind of inspired I also uh, grew up on the more sexy Presidio which was like Mark Harmon sure, and, Sh- yeah, uh, and Sean sure. Connery and Meg Ryan very beautiful Meg Ryan like as a kid I was like oh Meg Ryan um, and you know and that was a uh, you know he's a he's a good he has some interesting films like even. Is like, even like, um, I remember he directed that movie, The Relic, right? I think, which is Yeah, like, I
1: remember that. It's like a, a solid creature feature
0: yes. from the mid-90s. Everything that he's done is pretty solid. Like, uh, yeah. and Star Chamber is really good, too. It's like, yeah, they've they got a bunch. So, yeah.
1: He's like a utility player. Like, he'll, yes. he'll, get, he'll get on base. You know, he's yeah. like, he's,
0: he's good. You know, he, he may he's not the, be like a great artiste, but yeah. he's good. He's the Joey Pants he, of directing. Like, you know <laughs> sure. what I'm saying? Like, he's Very like, yeah, true. I like him. I, I have nothing bad to say about this guy. He's the, and when you hear his interview uh, on, we have like a spinoff podcast, uh, Origin Stories, it's great. He's got that energy. So he's like, yeah. You know, and it's, and he's like, he's honest. He's like, yeah, I don't think John Cleve Van Damme's a good actor. He's like, but I figured I could make it work.
2: He <laughs> also, um, his son is like one of the best directors of direct-to-video action films around He's right now. Who's really? his son? He did the last three straight-to-video Universal Soldier sequels, which is why oh, I thought... those are good. They're really good, and Hyams shot John one of them. John
1: Hyams, uh-huh. Right, but oh, wow. Peter
2: Hyams did... He lensed his son's direct-to-video...
1: And John M is
2: in those. Yes. Oh, at least wow. in one of them. And Lundgren. Yeah, so they're like... They're, like, yeah. keeping it real. Day, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning, which yes. I think is that the fourth the one. That was the one that everyone, all the, like, film nerds looked out about. It rules. It's so good, oh, and it's also totally it. self-contained. You don't have to have seen any of the other films.
1: <sighs> Feeling some ennui?
2: <sighs> I'm just so tired of waiting, David. What are you waiting for, Griff? I'm waiting to find good hires.
1: Oh. that's That's been going on? Yeah. You've been posting, like, a job to job sites that you want to hire for. And
2: waiting for the right people to see it.
1: You've uh, you've made a huge mistake. Yeah, clearly. I don't want to be judgmental, but you made a huge mistake in not using ZipRecruiter.
2: Oh, right.
1: Because ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for. It identifies people with the right experience, and it invites them to apply to your job. You don't have to do the work.
2: That's the problem. I've been collecting rats from the sewer and telling them what I look for and they, A, don't seem to process the information and, B, don't bring any results back to me. I gotta be honest. I mean, ZipRecruiter includes... Like a lot of different job sites. Not sure if they include the rat network. Uh, Well, I'm saying I'm willing to move on from the rat network because I dispatched those rats six months ago and I've gotten zero results back. I haven't even seen them again. And you have the bubonic plague, which is an issue. I do. But we'll get to that another time. Just like the woman from the Dixie Chicks. In fact, 80% of employers
1: Mm -hmm. who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. You've been waiting
2: six months? Yeah, that's about six months less than I've been waiting. Right.
1: Oh, rounding. It's rounding about six about? months. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Give or take a day. It's just one day you could get a quality candidate. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. I didn't even think about quality candidates. No, they're good candidates. Yeah, because I was ready
2: to settle for bad. And
1: businesses of all size, from corporations to one weird actor guy.
2: No, the, I, use, I, well, to be fair, I'm kind of a massive corporation yeah that's true grift, grift corp.
1: there's room for aggressive Griftopia? expansion I yeah. what it's well
2: let's wait, please let's not divulge business secrets on the podcast <laughs> well right now our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for
1: free that's right for free oh okay. good press go to ZipRecruiter.com slash blank
2: okay so I go to ZipRecruiter.com I and I make sure I, everything is blank after he, that he, he, he free. no it's
1: you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash blank ZipRecruiter.com slash blank okay and you can try it for free. It's the
2: smartest way to hire. I should probably go to the doctor first though, right? Because this plague thing is getting bad. You know, friendly advice, sure. Okay, but let's, let's try right, to let's, jump let's try into, to into the plot yeah, of the exactly. movie. Yeah. So I think no, I, I like, and I think this is a real Heims quality, is that Chicago is just unpleasant in this Chi- movie. Uh, right. A
1: bird just took a shit on Chicago in this movie. <laughs> right. It's just like dirty snow everywhere.
0: And it, again... You know, I know, well, it'll just go out with, 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 we've already said it, but it is just, it feels like this is the way low tier drug bus, crappy, mm-hmm. like, you know, crappy apartments. Like, it's one of those movies where you feel like everything is shot on location. There's no real sets. Yes. You know, they're in 100%. real. And I, that's what I love. Like, I love a shitty city apartment as someone who lived in New York for many years like when they have that chase through the apartment building was like oh yeah I've been in those apartment buildings in the Bronx I've been in those like I I know what that is I smell that building you know
2: and it's this thing I miss now in cop comedies which I think the modern ones are mostly kind of like a postmodern riffing on this era is like when the stakes feel real and the world they're in feels tactile like here's a funny person in a real crime scenario yeah and this movie, like, looks grimy, feels dangerous, mm-hmm. even, and then these guys just have a funny, relaxed energy.
0: Well, yeah, they're just – they're like you said, they're workaday cops. And, like, even when they go back to their – like, the the precinct, you know, even though it's lit very dark and everything like that, it feels like a real co- – like, it just feels, like, grimy. You know, it just – it doesn't it, – yeah. it, it's not pushing. It's not super futuristic. They don't have any super tools. And even the dudes that, you know, in, in a very other guy's way, uh, this movie, they have two – Cops that are kind of like um, the yeah, younger they have the versions. Yeah, uh, right. one of them like and John Grease Yeah, John is yeah. great.
1: I love those guys because they're they're like the ones who are like they're really method about it. Yeah. They've yeah. like, grown yeah. their hair out and they like they think they are such hot shit. And I love that. Um, it's
2: like, and it's such a funny, it's a funny game for them too. Like, it's it's like they're the actors who like just booked a one-liner on a sitcom, yeah. and the dude who's like on episode 200 is like, "Kid, you don't have to work this hard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like hit your marks and say right. the words." But that,
1: well, all right. So, so the beginning of the movie is they they catch pant, Joey Pants. Well, they're play, First of all, they're they're, they're running. At, well, they're playing basketball. They're playing basketball and wearing, and wearing scarves. Chris yeah. gets socked in the face. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, Which is, I guess, that's a good opening. Like, that's a good right. entry into the world Peter Hyams wants us to be in, right? It's like, you could be playing pickup basketball and some, like, skinny white guy is going to punch you in the face.
2: And these guys are, like, integrated into this city, you know? Yeah, they're right. not just, like, cops staying in their precinct.
0: Yeah, they're, it's, it's, like, I feel like it's, like, they're out, they're there. Like they're it, Like, it's a funny scene because, like, they're playing basketball, like, with the, like, it, it, like, but they're also not good. Like, it's it, like they are. It's a, it's a lot is going on in that opening scene because it's like I think it's trying to make you feel like they're in this. They are in this city, but the, the way they are in the city is not even that cool. You know, it's like no, you know, right, right? It's they're mediocre. Just hanging
1: out by like an on fire yeah. garbage can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> they're no one basically one step up from homeless.
2: Yeah. Right, they yeah. don't have any cop sheen to them. They they look, I mean, they look raggedy. Yeah, and also it's like their whole
1: cop methodology is like they're hanging out and they're like, "Hey, isn't that uh, Jimmy Smith? <laughs> yeah. Shit,
2: let's go get
0: him!" Hey, look over there, Jimmy yeah. Smiths. Right, they're just like they're waiting for something suspect to happen.
2: Right, right, and and uh, both of these guys are guys they sort of know by reputation. Right, uh, sure. Jimmy Smiths is called Julio Gonzalez, uh-huh. and Joey Pants is Snake. Snake. Yeah. Uh, so, so they take after them, but, but there's even kind of that moment where they're like, we should, we should probably try to go after them. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like they're like, fuck, we got to work. Don't we? We're on the job.
0: Well, and and you're, you're basically following them on the very, like a very, um, simple assignment. There's nothing big here. They stumble (laughs) into something big and they realize like when I think when, um, I didn't watch it last night, but I've seen it so many times. Like when snake (laughs) is basically talking to Jimmy Smith, they're like, Oh, Oh, that's that's it. Like well, we got. How what's going on here? Like that's what they're trying to figure out. Like you know, right.
1: That's their entire probable cause. Right. Like yes. We
0: saw them talking to each other.
1: But, but and then you, they go to yeah. the Snake's house and he's got money. And they're like, right. "Well, yeah. this is bad,
2: dirty suspicious. money, isn't it?" Money yeah, in and a that's suitcase. It. Yeah. But, but they don't want to be hero cops. Like these guys don't want to be the star of a movie. No. They just want to like punch in, punch out, get their pension. They're just trying to like count out the clock, you know yeah um, but it,
0: it, they're, they're like beat yeah. cops. In many ways they're like beat yeah, right. cops at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah um,
1: that, that's the thing And like that's I think their only really valuable skill that Hedaya likes out of them. You know, when he's trying to get them to train their replacements, where he's like, Well, you know, you know the street. Like, you know what to do in your neighborhood. Like, just teach them all the spots in your neighborhood.
2: And I think the reason they get so involved in this case is just because if these characters have an Achilles heel, it's that they love. Low level razzing. Yeah. They do love to clown on each other. Right. So they see Pantaleano and they're like, we can fucking clown on this guy till right. the sun goes down. Yeah. yeah. Basically, like, you have 50 grand. You shouldn't.
1: So we're <laughs> just going to get it out of you. Like, why you have
2: this. But then, like, a moment that is funny like, works as a, a good gag for the audience, but also totally makes sense as a thing a cop would do is when Crystal goes out in the balcony yeah. and rats out... Rat. Yeah. Hey, he's got 50 grand up here. Keep an eye on him. Like, that's actually kind of a good cop move oh, sure. in and, order to intimidate him into working with them.
0: And, and I will say, too, it's, like, it not... You know, we, we talked earlier about, like, the plot isn't super solid, but I think the plot is... It's simple. Like it doesn't have – like I think we're so used to now. It's like it's a conspiracy and it goes to this level and this mm-hmm. level. It's like, no. Here's a guy who is uh, – you know, he's a kingpin in the city, but a drug kingpin, but is respectable. And they're just trying to bring him down. There's not much more right. to this movie than that. And, the, and the, the, the fact is he's hard to bring down. Like that's, that's really – I mean in many respects. Right. like What else do you need? You don't need much why, more why, than that, yeah. you know? That's a good enough story. Most people don't bring down drug kingpins.
1: Right. It's like Jamie Smith is a drug kingpin. He sells cocaine. Right. His new thing is he's also buying some Uzis. That's yes. It. That's you know, he 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 went up one level. And yeah. uh, when they follow the, you know, the trail, they like get on this boat and he's buying some Uzis. That's it.
2: But it's also like with cop comedies, you want the crime or the case to be functional. Like you want it to track, but no one's in it for the plot. You're in it to hang out with these characters. Right. So this movie just does like just enough of that without bogging us down. And I was so relieved at the end of it when it was like. Ooh! Thank God, Hideo wasn't in on it. Stephen Bauer wasn't in on it. Like I was dreading some scene where someone walks out of like a dark hallway and reveals that they were actually pulling the strings. You guys had to keep on sniffing my trail. Yeah, and it's like no, it's just it's the guy they think it is, but he's a good criminal, so it's hard to peg him. And that to me is again
0: why you when you get to these things. Like I love the um, you know lethal going to lethal weapon. Another simple. Thing You know, it's like and Beverly Hills Cop. It's yeah. simple. It's like, all right, Beverly Hills Cop. It's an art dealer who's using his art buying to smuggle and drugs. Easy. Got it. Done. Right. You know, and then and and uh, and, and leave the weapon. It's basically like it's a little bit more complicated, but it's also just, you know, it, it all goes back to this Vietnam thing, which is also like super dark. And but, you know, it's like a little bit of a conspiracy, but not like it's not like. The governor was in on it, too. You right. know, it, it doesn't it, go it, all the way to City Hall. Right?
2: Yeah. Right. And it, and it's like we want to see how these characters deal with this situation. So it's better if you just put them in situations where there's a lot of shoe leather.
0: Right. You know, a lot of shoe leather this and, is a leathery movie. And, this is a leathery movie. <laughs> and when they when they stumble upon this, you know, when when uh, Snake gets busted and blows their cover and mm-hmm. they, you know, they get in this like shootout. And it feels to me like they've never really been. Like in a in a shootout, like you know, or or in a way that was like really dangerous to them, you know. Right.
1: That's I was about to bring that up. Like, so that's like where Snake leads them to this bust on the boat, and like, yeah, it's it feels very scary, like, and not in a like exaggerated way. It's just like, oh, these guys,
2: these are guys who have actively avoided this kind of situation. This is not their thing. They can't
1: like shoot their way out of a boat with gangsters with the Uzis and stuff. Right.
2: Let's bust the guy in the corner. Let's not take down the kingpin. You know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like – and and that moment freaks them out. Uh, mm-hmm. They lose their lead. And then the movie basically is like, all right, this is like – and I guess uh, – where would you guys say – I mean, that's the end of the first like, – is the end of the first act uh, them going on vacation? I mean, in the beginning of the second act? I mean, like yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's you know, the end of the first act is like they're, they're stressed. They got sloppy. Get out of town because – They actually just brought some attention to something that they didn't need. Like, you need to go. Like, you need to get out of here right now. And they go, yeah, they go on on vacation. They do the end of the movie first, you know?
1: This I yes. couldn't believe it when this happened. I literally, I <laughs> legit thought that that would be the end. Of, you know,
2: it's it's such a good gag because it is. Th- we we've seen these guys drinking a lot at shithole bars, right? Sure. right?
1: Yes, a lot of great shithole bars in this
2: uh, unbelievable Chicago shithole bars, and like this whole city feels so cold, so gross, so mean, and these bars feel like a distillation of that, where they're not even fighting it, and they slide behind the bar and pour themselves drinks. They both yeah.
1: have like X Y who will come by just to be like hey just FYI I still don't like you I'll see right. you later right. hey, by Crystal? the way I love his
0: ex-wife <laughs> yeah. in this his ex-wife in this oh, is yeah. me too. perfectly cast and also like she's not like um, she like you can tell she likes him like there's just some, there's like an energy there like one of the when they come back from vacation like they, he's like I gotta go to my my wife's like mother's funeral like, oh really, yeah Aunt yeah. Rose yeah. I forgot Aunt Rose. about yeah. that's, drag, that's
2: the other big first act they drag thing. Snake to the funeral they're late yeah. to the funeral yeah, it's right. one of the six things he was supposed to do that day yeah, is, right. yeah, is right. drop in on this funeral yeah
0: and they bring yeah Dan d- 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 Like I mean one of my favorite lines of that movie is like uh, hey PB there's a, there's a UFO on uh, whatever avenue in Chicago and they Punch him
2: in the face. Like, I love that moment, too. <laughs> <laughs> UFO landed. UFO landed. Um, but, he, but, but he's got this ex-wife who's kind of just like, you know, clearly fell for his charms, mm-hmm. right. realized it was not a sustainable relationship, right. and now has put up a wall and is trying not to fall for it again. No,
1: well, yeah, yeah. When I see Crystal in this movie, I say he's hot. I do mean, like, he's the kind of guy you could divorce. A you know 100%. What I
2: mean? <laughs>
0: Yeah, she
2: kind of it, guy you
1: could
0: be like, let's cut our losses here. And
2: you can just imagine a few too many nights where he, like, forgets to go to dinner because the Cubs are playing, right. you know? Right.
0: He's not like – like, she didn't divorce him because he loves the job. Like, that's no. what I think you got, like, right. out of it. It wasn't like, you work too hard. <laughs> you get too deep. I just think it's like, oh, yeah, you're just, like, kind of – Shit, husband. Shit.
2: Yeah, like, I love right. you, but yeah, like yeah. this is not working for me. Like you're not paying
0: enough he attention was, to that.
2: He was probably as good at being a husband as he is as being a cop, which is to say, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he kind of, he just kind of like talks his way through. It. Like very, yeah. very frustrating
2: to people who ask him to be responsible and yes. show up.
0: And meanwhile, I mean, and then Gregory Hines is a little bit more of a ladies' man. You know, when they go out and meet those ladies, I love that his move at the end of the movie when they when he has to kind of get him uh, to help him out. Billy Crystal gets Gregory Hines like Gregory Hines likes to have sex while putting on the police blinker of his cop motorcycle, which, which
1: is in, in his, his like loft. warehouse yeah loft. In his
0: warehouse loft, which is great, uh, great. Like, yeah. I mean, and then that's like how that's like the most ridiculous thing, really. I guess you know, right. like it's like all right, yeah, he lives his mo- cop motorcycle is in his house, and he's like having sex while the police light is flashing.
2: And also, Crystal and Hines are so comfortable with each other. I that to say. Crystal just apparently has keys to his place and shows up yeah. in the morning, whether or not he's post coitus. Constantly walking yeah. in on each other having sex. <laughs> Const- yeah, like it happens multiple times.
0: And it's not like that big of a deal, and they seem and, and no. then the women seem charmed by And the girl it doesn't then... care either. Right. Yeah. These
2: are definitely two guys who have Fargoed before. Right. <laughs> Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. They have definitely had parallel sex. It feels oh, like because they're very sure. comfortable with Look, each on other. on that vacation. There's a,
0: probably a few scenes that we did not see in that vacation montage. Those girls on the those girls on the poop on the on the Marlin boat. You know we don't know what yes. happened there.
2: Yeah. So that's that's my favorite gag in the movie. Is Hidaya goes like you know, badges on my table, take a fucking vacation. Right. They yeah. don't want to do it. They go to Key West. Well, no, but we cut to, hard cut to another oh, dingy, right. dark a bar. bar yeah, and which they're is complaining really funny. about, can you can you believe it? He wants us to go on vacation. <laughs> and you think it's right after the office, them complaining in Chicago. And then they step outside and they're in the most beautiful place in America. Right. And then this, the sunset bit
1: is really funny. So good. Where they're like, what are you looking at that for? And she's like, it's beautiful. And he's like, wait a minute, it does it every day. Like day. Yeah. They, 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 they've never even thought to look at the sunset. These
2: guys have have just not considered the idea that they could enjoy their lives. <laughs> there's like beauty in the world. Right. And then suddenly they just, they they bite in. You right. know? Yeah. They start living what looks like the best life of all right. time. They like enter the Miami Vice credits. <laughs> like, they suddenly
1: live within the credits, opening credits yeah, of Miami they, Vice. They bite into some McDonald's. Yes.
2: Yes. yes.
0: They are, and, and they're living a life and you get like, and they come back with this energy after that montage where they learn how to, they, they learn like, with their first moment is like, what are people standing out looking at? And they're like, oh, the sunset. And then at the end of the montage, they've seen the sunset. And they come back the way that everyone comes back from vacation going like, I should just live there. Should I just live <laughs> right. there? And then they, they do buy the, – they do, like, sign a lease for a bar, right? I mean, that's, that's Rick, part yes.
2: of it too, Yeah.
1: Also, they have forty
0: grand,
2: Right. Like, he like, Inherited from Aunt, 40 40 from Aunt right. Rose. But they're sort of working out the math of their pension and everything. Right.
1: And they're like, why wouldn't we just do this? Yeah. So they're, they're both about 40 when they make this movie. I checked their ages, oh, wow. both actors. Yeah. And so, like, you know, they're like, cops can retire yeah. in their mid-40s. Yeah. You know? Like, they're both sort
2: of around the time they, where they it's could like, do oh, it. let's they're, punch they, out. They, they may be five years earlier than they planned on sure. it. But the thing I like is that most cop movies, it's like, this cop's Achilles heel is he's addicted to the rush. of being a cop he needs to be on the force otherwise he can't get his juice and this it's like for the first time they step away from it and they just go like actually you know what i'm totally happy not being a cop i'm fine with this yeah as long as they have each other right so then the movie just becomes like okay can we just like let's just get to the finish line here yeah (laughs) they go back in they go to hedea they're like look we signed the lease we love key west (laughs) you were right we did need a vacation And and
0: and he's like, what do you mean? You're gonna open a bar? You're fucking idiots! Like you know, but it but <laughs> is it great. is uh, yeah. you know it, it works. Uh, you know, it, it, like they they're fine, and then they get real. Then they're scared. I mean, maybe this is where the, this is yeah. where the title is. I mean, you know, they're they are like you know, Billy Crystal's like, I gotta wear a bulletproof vest from that. Well, I mean, there's a whole incident with uh, uh, what is it? The um, the, where a uh, gun goes off in the in the the, the changing room, the cop changing room. Oh yeah, that's room. weird. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, yes. And Billy but, but like, but also, right?
1: Yeah, Smith. Yes, Smits is out on bail, so they got to worry about that. A lot of other cops have been dying too. Right? Yes. Right. yes. Yeah, because like they're on this case where a cop got like drowned in cement.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh right. Again, you don't see all this violence; you just hear about it.
1: Yeah, it's almost crazy that this movie's rated R. No, nope. yeah. Yeah. there's not a lot of bad language. No. The sex you mentioned, like, that your dad edited out is yeah. minor, very, yes. very chaste, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And, very. like, even the violence is, is. I mean, yeah, some people get shot, I guess, but, like, nothing crazy. There most, is, ba- yeah. Most yeah. of the bad guys just, like, back out of, like, shooting a cop, and they're just like, all right, I give yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, like, a lot of this movie.
2: If I had to guess why it got an R rating, I would say it was probably the, uh, 20 minute close up shot of Billy Crystal's penis
0: <laughs> oh yeah well yeah, that was right, right. because it was erect right
2: right yes right, right. which you, you can't sneak that by them they, I, they, they'll they see that I should mention also I watched this movie on an edit that my dad put together <laughs> he edits every movie before I watch it and sure. puts more graphic content
0: but did the penis look familiar I mean I don't mean to be crass but did it look familiar like like uh, I mean it looked like my
2: dad's penis is that where we're getting yeah, at I, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, assumed I just thought I guess Bill Crystal and my dad come from similar stock, you know? Yeah, of course, Two yeah, New York of Jews, yeah. It is a kind of incredible that they cast Billy Crystal to play an Italian in this movie, and not even passively, but they talk about his Italian heritage a oh, lot. Yeah. Because this is the New Yorkiest he has ever been. <laughs> I feel like he's amping up his accent in this. He like I he's mean, in like full Mike Wazowski mode in this. <laughs>
0: I do but yeah I agree with you. Like I feel like he, those are the things that I don't ever realize. Yeah, I was I was uh I was watching After Trek uh, the the uh, the Star Trek Discovery after show the Matt and sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. and Jonathan Frakes was on there and they were talking about something and, and he goes, "You guys re- you realize that um Patrick Stewart is supposed to be French. Like, you know, like it's funny you don't okay. question these right. things like Jean-Luc. like yeah, Jean-Luc Picard and he is right. so British, but you don't question it. You're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure." He's yeah, he right. like he's, they, he's they, write, they write episodes where he's going to like his winery, yeah.
1: like in he's France. Dead. He goes back to his like family vineyard, yeah. And like everyone else is like, "Oh, Jean Luc,
2: why do you? Yeah. always in space. You never hang out at the winery, you know." <laughs> but but like you know, uh, Jewish New Yorker is to Billy Crystal what like. Uh, angry Bostonian is to Mark Wahlberg. It's like a thing you cannot beat out of their personality. Right, yeah. And this movie asks you to accept that not only is he Italian rather than Jewish, but he's hardcore Chicago boy. (laughs)
0: By the way, I gotta tell you until you've brought all of these very valid points up, never, never crossed my mind. (laughs) Never thought of it. (laughs) Never, never did it feel weird. Never did I think (laughs) anything Like now you're saying it Everything you say is 100% correct Sure Uh, But but never never had I ever had that thought
2: I was staying late at the old detective office What's happening? One night Downing glass after glass of whiskey Who's he talking to? A new sponsor strolled up into my office Oh Yeah this was a A real quality sponsor, all right. You're talking about Cereal Box? Yeah, yeah. A sponsor that National Public Radio would call the HBO of reading.
1: Oh, you mean the one where it's like an entertainment studio that reimagines how film and TV and digital projects are developed, produced, and distributed? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I thought her legs didn't quit. But what really didn't quit was the amount of gripping stories written by best-selling and award-winning teams of writers, similar to a TV show's Writer Room.
1: Uh, and they release episodes every week that you can listen to yeah i'm I'm sorry that i i don't I don't know who I'm talking to here, uh, this
2: woman will be the death of me I tell you do you should this sponsor will be the death of me
1: uh even though you can listen to serials at no extra cost and then read them if you're like you know listening to them and then you need to switch to reading like with one click yeah that's gonna be the death of you, yeah. That sounds like fun to me.
2: It was a mystery. It'd take years for me to untangle.
1: But well, let me tell you about uh, false idols. Did you hear about false idols? Maybe this will untangle the mystery for you a little bit. And
2: just like that, a lead lands on my desk. It's about an
1: FBI linguist who's a deep undercover agent in the Middle East who has to infiltrate the highest echelons of society. It's like it's like a fun gripping, you know, thriller. A fun gripping
2: thriller. Y- yeah. But that's what I'm looking for.
1: Well, uh, it's going to be also released as a book, a print book, in early April, and you can pre-order it now wherever books are sold. But if you want to listen or read this series,
2: but how could I get a discount? I thought to myself. Oh, oh let me another talk. dead end in this mystery.
1: Uh, you go to that's serialbox.com/blankcheck. That's s e r i a l b o x dot com slash blankcheck. Or you go to the Redeem page and you enter the code CHECK18.
2: So all I have to do is check 18 times that I have left the box blank. No, if you go to the
1: Redeem page and use the code CHECK18, you'll get a 20% discount on the first season of False Idols today.
2: Looks like another case closed. Great. By the sweaty bit detective (laughs) agency. (laughs) Uh, so, the, so they come back from the vacation. Yeah. Their they're, they're, is out on bail. They're on edge. Yeah, yeah. they are. There's uh, a little more of them. I do like
1: the first half of the movie more than the second half. Sure, I guess I like it all.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Well, a I mean, movie, I, yeah. I was gonna way. say like wh- um, when this movie was brought up, what was your? I mean, you're coming into it like had you seen it? Had you heard about it? and then what were your reactions what? to it just uh Good just Good. like so Great no question.
1: to me yeah. i had only heard of this movie as a movie you'd mentioned in the same sentences collision course the jay leno pat marina movie where oh, i was wow. like oh, in the 80s there were so many buddy cop movies with what a so weird, many weird people in right. it right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. okay and i yeah i i I, you know you and you load it up and it's got that sort of like real basic uh white font for the titles <laughs> yeah and like, Ooh, i don't know and then uh, just the first scene, I was so charmed by how like, lo-fi everything was and, like, and how not over-the-top Heinz uh, and Crystal were and how yeah. like, natural their chemistry was. And, I mean, it is one of those things where I'm almost more forgiving a movie like this now because you never see movies like this anymore. Ever. Yeah.
2: Right. Like, like David and I saw The Commuter. I, I really liked it. Oh, the Commuter recently, is great. Have you seen The Commuter yet? No, I hear it. I,
0: I've only heard what you just said, like that, that idea that it's really, really great. Yeah, I mean, it's
2: an American masterpiece. Right, one of the better movies. Ever made. Right, But we walked out of it and we were like, Commuter is such, like movies like this are such an important part of the film ecosystem. Sure. And like Liam Neeson is single-handedly the only kind of person who's supplying us with that kind of like bare knuckle sort of man under pressure thriller. Mid-budget
1: thriller, yeah.
2: Right, and I feel like we're similarly lacking in this type of movie right now. So I I felt like frustrated, weirdly, watching Running Scared that we don't have modern Running Scareds. Like comedies that aren't overtly silly, that have like real world stakes, that are personality based, and are this kind of like casual and comfortable.
0: Well, I got to tell you guys, I uh, actively tried to to buy the rights to this movie. Whoa! Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) I took a meeting to uh, to try to make this movie I was like I think that, I was like I was like you know I was like, oh, you know every now and then you get an idea and I'm like I, I would love yeah. I, I think this movie is really good and I I, I think it's a, something that's kind of lacking in the in in the space and it has like a, enough of a high concept idea to it like these guys that want to get out of it and mm-hmm. and I tried to chase it down and it just kind of, um, I think it was like a rights issue or something, but it was. Um, who owns this movie? Yeah, I th- you know because I met with M- oh that's what it was. I met with MGM who produced it, but MGM doesn't right. own it any or right. the rights to. it. But I I I, I dug a- I did a little digging on it because I just like oh it's such a good. I could see this movie being made in this era and still working on some level. Like you just take the same kind of, um, you know, friends at the beginning, simple yeah. plot. You keep it real. And it has like, you know, it's I wonder, you know, I think it, there's an, a, a room where this works, I think.
2: So if they had given you the keys to the kingdom, if yeah. you had gained control of the massive Running Scared franchise and all of its tendrils, its multimedia yeah. opportunities, right? Yeah. W- were you planning on being one of the two Yeah, that's in my mind I was like, look, I could probably
0: right. uh, you know pull this off on some level, you know, like um Yeah. you know, and but they might, you know, in the in the dream of dreams. Like I was like, oh, that would be so cool and you can make it really. In my mind I was like, here's a movie you can make cheaply, but it could sure. be cool. And uh and it could feel like just something that felt a little bit uh new.
2: And, did, and, and, did you have a blue sky notion of yeah. who you would have wanted your partner Who's your to dream be. buddy, Yeah.
0: No, I didn't you know, I should have I should have probably thought about that. Uh let's say Gerard Carmichael.
2: <laughs> sure. Well I don't know if you know this, but they announced the, the Safety brothers who did uh oh, yeah. good time heaven and heaven yeah. knows what are are gonna do a forty eight hours remake with Gerard Carmichael and that really excited. Wait a second yeah. I did not yeah. know that they're doing it with Gerard. That's amazing. Oh wow yes. And he's gonna write it with them and that like the thing I love about this era of buddy cop movies is that most of the directors were not comedy directors. Yeah, sure. like you have guys like, like Hyams Donner. or Walter Hill yeah. or Richard Donner. So it's like get funny actors, but yeah. have a director who Mine knows breast. how to make a real cop movie. Yeah. yeah, and the Safdie brothers have that kind of tactile, edgy, oh, yeah. street, gritty quality. Yeah. yeah, I love. Yeah, um, oh, that's great. Which is really encouraging. And I wonder if like the only way to get these movies back into the ecosystem is to have them be remakes of the the titles that are well known but these concepts are so general and they're so personality based that like if you have to use the basic setup of 48 hours as a jumping off point yeah that's fine as long as we can get these back into the bloodstream mm-hmm. yeah 100% see i feel like i would love to see you and Manzucas do a buddy cop movie together uh, that could oh play gosh. on just your level of Give comfort you know oh, yeah i would love like, it like you I mean, guys know yeah. each other's moves 100% i
0: like you know it's like one of the best things that I loved about the league was like doing scenes with like Kroll and Zooks and even Hubel when he was on Mm -hmm. because it's, it's so fun to improvise so freely with the people that you've been doing this with like all the time. Yeah.
2: Right. And that's, you watch movies like this and it's like, these guys aren't jockeying to be the breakout star of this film. They just want to like work well together. They're two guys who like each other. They're just trying to make some, some nice chemistry. Yeah, um, and,
0: and I think that that's the thing that's missing and I feel like you know the closest thing I can kind of call to that is you know I think Seth Rogen does a great job of yeah of yeah. capturing that energy like that you miss out on like even um I did uh this TV show Future Man with like Aquafina who's really very funny and and we mm-hmm. got to like play around like I think it's they are really good at letting uh chemistry and finding things and playing with each other Happen, but doing it in a way where you're actually getting a lot of. I was watching again another 20 minute movie. Uh, this is the end, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is mm-hmm. uh, this is re- like everyone's playing in this way that's really fun and it's really good." You know, well, you know
2: look I, on the yeah. subject of of good friends who have great chemistry who should be in a movie together. I pitched it before. I'll pitch it again. Griffin Newman, Gal Gadot. Midnight Run, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. By the way, I love that.
0: that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that. that, I mean, that that's such a no brainer, and I think you just have to fight with the Wonder Woman schedule. I mean, that's you know, it seems like that. That's
2: that's the the only holdup. Now we haven't met, we don't know Mm -hmm. each other, but we're both Jews and we play superheroes, so we're the exact same person. I'm sure we'd hit it off famously. uh, I
0: mean, yeah. First of all, she's so down to earth. She's really fun. Uh, yes. Yeah,
2: and I see a lot of myself in her. When I see her on screen, I go like, "That's the kind of move I would make." You know.
0: <laughs> Somebody said something on Twitter. It's really nasty, but I, I and I, as someone who enjoyed Wonder Woman and and enjoys her whole uh, energy, um, but it was like it was funny like that. The choice that they made in that movie was that everyone speaks like her, not that she Love changed it. her voice. Right. Love yes. yeah, it.
1: Right. She's the. You're right. She's the touchstone for all of Amazonia. Or yeah. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Like
0: everyone. Yeah. And I just think that. Like I didn't. Again. And a thing I did not. um, Did not ever think of. I was like, oh yeah. She like. But it's
2: like a. It's a strong move. No. 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 Everyone talk like her. If, <laughs> yeah, if,
1: everyone has an Israeli
2: accent. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also, why shouldn't they do that? Like, she's Wonder Woman. The entire movie should be reverse-engineered from right. whoever's Wonder Woman. And she's good. Yeah, yeah. and we're going to be great together, and that movie's getting greenlit. Um, should we talk about the last act of yeah. running scared? Well, I mean, the last,
0: You know. so basically, they're, they're nervous. They're running. They're running scared. Um, and they're getting close. Uh, and so when they, get, uh, when they get a little bit too close for comfort, um, uh, Jimmy Smith kidnaps Billy Crystal's ex-wife. And uh, you know now, right. he's gotta Very, right right. now he's got to get involved. Now he's got to you know this is this he can't he can't sit this
2: one out. And, and we haven't said Crystal's okay. ex-wife is is now engaged to a dentist, which, yeah, which they, they keep bragging. Right. He's on her. dunking on this dentist yeah. so yeah. hard. This hypothetical dentist. Oh, that's another big running bit I like is that when anyone in the movie comes looking for one of the two of them, right. They yeah. pass it off to the other they one pretend to pretend. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that great speech where Gregory Hines has to sell himself as he's being Crystal. What are you right. talking opera. about? opera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tomato sauce.
0: Well, like, and, and then like, also like, uh, I mean, yeah, like it's like the, the, the um the guy from. I I always think about the guy from um, Ghostbusters that Sigourney Weaver is dating who's like shooting Afrin into his nose as like Venkman's talking <laughs> right. to him. He's like, Oh, who's that guy? Like, it's like, oh, I love, the, yeah. I love the, the
2: shitty boyfriend, the role that I would probably be playing in one of these movies. Like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, but, but the wife he goes to see her and and he kind of finally they have a fight, like, right?
0: They have a little fight. And she right, and where kidnapped. he gets
2: her to admit how much she still has feelings for sure. him, even right. though she's fighting that because she knows that's a dumb decision. You're right, right. a smart is. person, right? But he's got that flame reignited a little bit. He gets so angry he breaks one of his fifteen framed Chicago Cubs photos. <laughs> 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 he wears a lot of Cubs memorabilia. Really? He yeah. wears a Blackhawks shirt at one point. Like, Th- yeah. This is one of the best scarf movies I've oh, ever seen. Too. By the scarf. way, confident it's so cold. scarf wearing.
0: Yeah. Confident scarf wearing is a uh, uh, an art that uh, <laughs> this movie really, uh, you know, really uh, showed us how you can do it.
2: Because it's a tough line to walk without coming off as pretentious. You yeah. know? Yes. Right? Yes.
1: But do you think they shot the Key West stuff at the end of the shooting schedule? Like, do you think they, like, rewarded themselves with that? Because it Ooh, yeah, looks they... like a miserable shoot in Chicago.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if they either started with that to get the buddy... Nature together. Sure. The hangout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's actually a great way to kind of get your your crew. You know, I remember um, I was shooting a movie in New Orleans, and they were shooting This is the End, second type of reference, Mm -hmm. secondly. And they had, before their movie started, they had a rap party at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's so smart! It's such a smart
2: idea. Yeah, have everyone like hang out. Because you know, the first couple killers. days of filming anything feel like everyone's at a new school. Yes, 100%. it's always very odd and uncomfortable, and you're being thrown into the deep end trying to do very collaborative work, and everyone's like a little like, oh, maybe the sound department has worked with each other before, but they don't know the camera department. No, you. It's wanna, like everyone yeah. should have some dumb bar night before they start working on a movie
0: yeah I, I feel like you need to get i mean you want to get comfortable you want like because you're always like oh I wish the last day was our first day because you know right. you just know everybody's movements and that's why i'm I'm a big fan of and not that I've ever really had a chance to do it but um to have rehearsal you know like if yeah. you could get like a week of rehearsal and just run through scenes it's such a great thing
2: it's it's a luxury that feels like it has been fully squeezed out of the industry
0: yeah which makes no sense whatsoever
2: mm-hmm
1: I want to talk about the car chase, okay? Um, because the car chase in this movie is wonderful, genuinely, really one of the thrilling, great yeah. car chases of the '80s, in my opinion. What a good like, hook has to yeah. be up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were talking about car chases at the beginning, right. of This episode, but still,
2: like the bit of doing it on the L <sighs> is so great, good. Yes. and and literally the the third rail as the the tension. Yes, yes. literally. Yeah. Literally. Literally. And then there's <laughs> the
1: thing with the non I'm trying to think of like what other things we need to
0: hit. The thing I mean, with the, you know, I mean we priest. talked about, we talked about the big finale, which is like the yeah, very yeah. the biggest set piece that you're gonna get, which is in some sort of it, famous building in Chicago, the, Glass the building. James <laughs>
2: Thompson Center. They, oh. and it's an amazing location. They shoot it so well. It is quite a crazy thing. The floor of this pa- place is incredible <laughs> looking, and they keep on doing these like crazy high up birds-eye oh. views. It's a well shot action sequence. Which I think one of the best
0: parts of it is how it is um, the the elevators, the glass elevators, and you're yes. seeing everything is exposed, and you're seeing everything, and and yeah, there's machine gun fire, but also like sloppy, oozy firing, like which is yeah. a, which is really fun to Like again, this movie is not the glossy bad boys, you know. It's it's like I think why I why I picked this movie, uh, and to, and what I like talking about this movie is. Very much like um, Die Hard, everything has birthed out of these things, and we've gotten so far away from the genesis of why we like these things and why these things were good that you forget that if you go backwards, they were the core of these things are great. Like, you know, like Die Hard, wherever it is now, and whatever incarnation, they're terrible films, in my opinion. Like, uh, and, and, you know, because it, like, I remember listening to, like, Bruce Willis talk about John McClain. He's like, you know, what people tune into for Die Hard is the, you know, the New Jersey sense of humor. And I was like, well, you're totally wrong. That's not <laughs> people aren't people aren't tuning in for the New Jersey sense of humor of uh, John McClane, which I didn't even realize was from New Jersey. But I feel like you get so far, and I think this movie is like, if you just went back to this sometimes, it really works. Just simple, fun effective good partnership good pairing some cool set pieces uh that but is you know th- nothing that's, crazy nothing yeah. crazy
2: Tell the guys never mean, yeah. become badasses the most no. heroic thing crystal does is convince his wife to jump to him right yes. jump over a little gap yes right and it's like that makes sense he loves her he's really invested but right. there's never a moment like you know by diehard four Bruce Willis is using entire cars as bullets.
1: Yeah, right. Yes. You
2: know? <laughs> like he literally has that gag and he's like hanging off the side of like a, a fucking like a Blackbird jet and shit. Right. Uh, and his raglan is always like perfectly distressed.
0: It, it, it's, it's like, again, I think when you see things that are Things that you could do or situations that you might be put in—it's way more effective. Like you know, I, I like I zone out a lot of the times. and I'm like, all right, I, but if I if someone said like jump to an elevator, I can picture what that feels like. I can picture being there. You know, there are those are the things that you feel. Like I don't know what it's like to you know drive a fucking tank on the highway in Fast and Furious <laughs> and you know jump from right. one lane to the next. But I know I've been in those elevators. I've had those thoughts. Like. I could probably do that. I could, like, I think almost right. you it, can scary. do
2: it, yeah. Yeah. The stakes always feel uh, very palpable in this movie. And maybe my favorite gag in the entire film is when they're sort of, like, breathing their sigh of relief and then they hear Jimmy Smith's yelling out. Yeah. And they realize that neither of them have gotten him. They right. both thought that the other one. every time they
1: shoot, they always have an argument over who hit the guy, like, yeah. who, right. who, who fired the good shot. Yeah. Right. They're, they're a bunch of cuties. Can yeah. We, all right. But I, we, I know you got to go, Paul, but I, we got to play the box office game before we're done. Yes, yeah. So, so we always right end by straight.
2: trying to guess the box office of the weekend the movie came out. Yes. Okay. Got it. Um. And this movie
1: came out June 27th, 1986. Dead so of summer. summer. I mean, this is. Yeah. Yeah. But late
0: summer. Late late June. Sure. I mean, uh, yeah. Late June. Yeah. All right. Okay. So mid summer. You're okay. right. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah it's not, okay. We're not talking about an August movie. Like, this is. This no. Is a, no. Yeah. No. It's yeah, in it's there. June. It's June. Uh, it, it's July. Fourth it, of July weekend It's right there. That's a big box office weekend coming up. This movie's going to
1: play. Right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, it opened number five was not like a. Oh, wow. Hornstormer right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. It opened to five mil. It ends up grossing like 40. Yeah. Which is like
0: pretty good. You I, know. And, and, you know, and uh, and, you know, there's something really interesting about a movie like this. I want to hear what you guys are saying, too. It's like so if it grosses 40, like Man, I, well, how much is like it made the, for? Do we know how much it's made for? Uh, oh, yeah, what the budget was? Fifteen yeah. would I, that be my right. guess. That yeah. that's
2: right. All right. So I know fi- they said that they were encouraged enough about it that everyone wanted to do another Heinz Crystal I, movie.
0: That's what right. I, I always was under the impression that there was always going to be a sequel, and I heard them talk about it a few times, and, and right. you know, it felt it felt like, yeah, let's see. Like, why not that one?
2: Because, again... Or even if not a direct sequel, like, what's their stir crazy? What's their yes. see no evil, here, no evil, you right. know? Yeah. And they said they just never found the script. I mean, they clearly these two guys like each other. Clearly get a lot. along. Yeah, there's
1: no there's no question that chemistry is good. Yeah. Um, so number one uh, is a hot sequel uh, to a hot movie from a couple years back. Uh, hmm. it, I think it's the I think it's the highest grossing in this franchise. In there this are, franchise. there are others after it. What year is it again? 1986. Mm-hmm. It's a sports movie.
2: Oh, it's uh, Karate Kid Part Two. Karate Kid Part Two. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Um, I I think that is the highest grossing one. Yeah, right? it made
1: yeah. a ton of money. Yeah, it made 115, which like adjusted is is like some crazy amount of money. That's right. Really and uh, it made more than the first one, which is nuts to me because I think of the first one is like a
2: completely ubiquitous movie. Right. But uh, it it made it did better. Yeah. What
1: happens in the Karate Kid Part Two?
2: I don't remember. Is that the one where it takes place, like it starts five seconds after the first one ended, yes, but Ralph yes, Macchio is clearly that's four the one where years older? He goes, older. To, he goes sure. to Okinawa, uh,
0: and, right, and, right. and they had the drum where it goes back and forth. You yeah, know, that little thing that goes back and forth, yeah.
1: All right. Number two is a, a, a comedy. Uh, just, I mean, the kind of thing I think our producer, yeah, he's not, oh, yeah. and he's happy. I love, I love this movie. Uh, starring a, a big comic personality of the 80s. Uh, personality feels like a deliberate <laughs> sure. word choice you know he's a guy who kind of plays himself in every movie okay
2: is uh, he a Ben favorite
1: I mean I, guess, I don't know if I I I've, know. I've referenced him before but um,
2: and this is very much like a vehicle yeah totally yeah. he's a uh, um, hmm. is How there like describe this it was 86, written?
1: 86 yeah.
0: is like, this is where I'm like Terrible at the Doug Benson movie game because I like if you like sure. I don't even know what the '86 is at this point. I'm like I'm thinking Dana Carvey. I'm like oh that's way too early for Dana Carvey. So right. Ben's, like, right, Ben's got a clue. Ben's seems. got a clue.
1: He's, he's always worried. The actor, the lead actors, always worried about his honor. Oh boy, being put boy. into question.
2: Oh, oh. This
1: was the sixth highest grossing movie of this year. Is it back it's, to school? Yes. Rodney Dangerfield.
2: Uh, with Rodney right. Danger He gets Pete. no respect. <laughs> this
1: movie grossed more than
2: Aliens. Was huge. It was huge. Wow. Huge. Giant movie. Huge. Just, a huge film. A giant, giant
0: movie. Yeah. Hey, you know um, what, guys? I'm realizing... Okay, well, I want to hear the... I want to hear the... No, I have, I have an interesting no go, fact what do you about, realize? Well, I have an interesting fact about Running Scared. I'm looking a little bit online right now. Sure. I think Running Scared was re-released in November because it came out July 27th on 600 screens, right? And then... On November 2nd, it was released on 864 screens and made one of the large, like, well, first of all, the, the biggest weekend it had was in August. Like, so it really, this movie had some life to it. Like, it went, like, it, like, it, it, uh, it really, it's interesting to see. Like, I'm just tracking where it went, but it looks like, like, mid or early November, they're like, get it back in the theaters. It,
2: it was, was like, like the, been doing that now. I know, it was the My Big Fat Greek Wedding of its day.
1: Yeah. Um because yeah, it it's not like a movie that makes a ton when it debuts. No, yeah. it just stays there. it in builds, areas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it builds. Uh number three is a movie uh the title rhymes. <laughs> title
2: uh, rhymes. <laughs> <you> <laughs> oh man. You
1: know, it's a it's a comedy. Uh it stars a real big movie star and then two ladies, two sort of
0: hot ladies of the eighties. Oh, Legal Eagles? Legal Eagles. Is that Legal right? Eagles. Oh. Yeah, you got it.
1: Title rhymes. A Reitman picture. Uh, it's an Ivan Reitman movie uh, from oh, wow. Cash and Epps. Saw that. Who and that's Deborah a, Winger. Deborah Winger and Daryl Hannah. The, uh, you right. know what?
0: The only reason why that movie was on my brain is that I made a very bad Twitter joke yesterday. That it, I, I, had, I had, a thought so quickly, I wrote it, and I was like, "Oh, this is not even conceptually put together right." But I wanted, <laughs> to, I, I all I wanted, like all, what I my my original Twitter joke was this, like uh, like I wanted to be like breaking news, uh, three new lawyers. Join the Robert Mueller's team, and I wanted to post <laughs> just a picture of Legal Eagles because I, for whatever reason, that popped into my head. And then it's I, a hilarious poster, it's a hilarious. That, like, I don't know why it like popped in, my head. it's like one of those things that just kind of came to me. And then, uh, and then I was like, oh, maybe it should just be Roman J. Israel, but I'm like, that, no one even right. knows what that is. And then I didn't even really sell the joke, uh, in any way, but I just, like, it, but I don't know why literally yesterday, Legal Eagles came into my head for no reason. <laughs> It's a
1: great title. It's that poster where like Redford's just leaning on the desk oh, with yeah. uh, with just so
0: much delight. <laughs> Legal Eagles and From the Hip are two amazing lawyer. From, from the
2: hip, from the hip. From the hip. It, that that's the Judd Nelson one, yes. right? I always get that one confused. Doesn't he have like a bone in his he mouth? He has like a dog toy. Yeah, in his Jesus mouth. Christ. Oh
0: he? Yeah. Oh boy.
1: Robin Stormy Weathers. The way he practices oh, law should be a crime. By the way, I've never mm. seen
0: the bone in the mouth one. I've only seen the one where he's standing with his hand up and it says the way he practices law should be a crime. Oh yeah, so that's the same thing. A, but which I never is a great saw tagline. I never saw the bone in the mouth.
1: You got the class here, well one. for yeah. the fourth and final movie, because Gorning Scared is fifth, I'll give you I'll just describe the poster to you. Okay. Okay. It's just a big screw. Oh, uh, oh ruthless, oh, ruthless people? people, yeah. Yeah. Ruthless people. Another like huge one of the hit.
0: highest grossing films of that year.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, which I have never seen. I have weirdly seen other people's money, which was sort of like, sure, Like, yeah. where they were like, "Can we just do that again?" Like Devito is like this right.
0: rich shithead. Like I but, never uh, saw, I never saw it, and good, I had the right. movie soundtrack to it though. <laughs>
1: so I you're did. a real '80s movie soundtrack.
0: Guy. Oh, I, I mean, I had everything on tape. <laughs> Every '80s movie on tape. Oh man, it's I had, uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I th- you know it's. That's a pretty good cast. Uh, DeVito, Judge Reinhold, Helen Slater, Bette
2: Midler. And isn't it Zucker Abraham Zucker? Yep. Zucker Abraham Zucker? Yep. Yeah. Uh And God, Bette Midler ran the table on the 80s. She had a run that was fucking insane. Sure. Yeah. Uh, some other m- movies, in uh, Top Gun is, so, in, oh, is wow. in the top Still 10. Yeah.
1: Ferris Bueller is in the top 10. Most interestingly, though, to me, *Labyrinth* also debuts this week at number eight. That movie was a bomb. That was a big bomb. Yeah, because that movie only made like ten million.
0: But this is a time in where, and again, I love these movies. It doesn't happen like this anymore. Where word of mouth would elevate films. Like they didn't have to come Mm -hmm. out and be number one. Like you know, *Summer Rental* could be in the theater for a handful of weeks, and then and then like maybe (laughs) a couple weeks later. I remember I saw. I mean, I'm dating myself, but I remember seeing *Star Trek*, *Undiscovered Country*, and *Last Crusade*. Together as a double feature, a couple months after they were both out independent, like it's just sort of like things are
1: yeah things are Lucy at Those the
0: movie theater. It was sort of like yeah we'll do well these are two movies you like from Paramount. We'll double package them again, go see I, them.
2: I I'm right. N- the, old, that. the yeah. old
1: bargain run theaters where they were like hey yeah did you miss it? Well you can see it yeah. for half the price now or whatever. But but yeah. it came
2: up in a box office game. Uh, sometime in the past, the last time I think a studio really did a big version of that was like September of 2002, Sony re-released Men in Black 2 and the first Spider-Man as a double feature. And it like did well. Like it has its own box office mojo entry and I think it did like 20 million or something.
0: I I like that, you know, I like like going to see uh, a little bit of a double feature in in, in a traditional setting. Like, you know, uh, I think that's a fun thing to do.
2: They, they should re-release Running Scared and Running Scared as a double <laughs> feature. Yeah,
1: I could watch this movie again. This must have been like a VHS King, though, this movie. Oh, right? Yeah. This
2: must yeah. have just
0: been a video well, rental. Well, it's, a, it's like so sort of like the way that Lethal Weapon was you know, yeah. a movie that became mm-hmm. a hit on HBO. You know, like, it yes. pretty much was not a um, a great, uh, you know, a great um, film box office. I think it's very low. But the second one's like a huge.
2: The, the first you know, one is far and away the lowest grossing of the four.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, lethal. You yeah. we- see, and again, going back to my point that these movies came. I'm just looking. So, Lethal Weapon came out the following year. So yeah, I'm just and, and then yeah. and Beverly Hills Cop. Let's see when that came out. Oh, that came out two years before. So yeah, so it's right in the center. Yeah, Beverly
1: Hills. But but Lethal Weapon, I think, is is feeding off this energy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. absolutely. Yeah. It's I mean, more grizzled. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. I I have a I have a feeling that this movie, it be like they added probably more comedy into Lethal Weapon because of that. Right. I bet. Yeah, let, you let's know,
1: loosen it up a little bit. Yeah. Now, I have one more thing before we let you go. Gary DeVore, who wrote this movie. Do you know about this
0: guy? Um, no, I don't know much about Gary DeVore.
1: Okay. I mean, he wrote, you know, he was like a guy. He wrote Raw Deal. He wrote Passenger 57. Like, oh, wow. you know, he he like he was like a guy. Uh, he mysteriously died in 1997. Um, he crashed his car in beneath the California aqueduct And he did not have his hands When they recovered the body They had been cut off And there is like a crazy Deep conspiracy theory About like that he'd written some script About like the US invasion of Panama That like revealed the truth and if you Google him, because I just sort of idly Googled him, it's like all this shit about how, like you know, how the U.S. government murdered Gary Devore and cut his hands off for some reason. Oof! And uh, I, I just, I just, uh, I just—we have
2: to shout him out. Okay, so I got a pitch. <laughs> I got a pitch. <laughs> yeah, right, right here off the dome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Period piece, '90s buddy cop movie set in Hollywood. Okay. Two cops oh. get assigned to the Gary DeVore case. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Shear, Griffin Newman, David Sims is the sergeant, the desk sergeant. I'm I can and be like so that in. guy who smells of cabbage, yeah.
1: you know, and he's like, "Okay, you can take your evidence." Yeah, that guy.
2: Two cops who joined the force because of Running Scared. Right. I love that it. That was their
1: touchstone movie. And they do it. And they, they, they do Investigate
2: it. the death of the Running Scared writer. Let's do it. So that's committed. I, We're adding it to the blank slate, I uh, love blank it. check picture slate.
0: Hey, by the way, um, one thing I'll just say uh, as we're talking about these movies, one movie to maybe check out and revisit. I haven't done it in a long time, but uh, The Hard Way, a great Michael J. Fox, James Woods oh, buddy cop yeah. movie about Michael J. Fox being an actor wow. who uh, who kind of follows James Woods and LL Cool J is a cop in it. I remember it being really fun, uh, but Michael J. Fox oh, is yeah. like a big movie star. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I remember it being good.
1: I love James Woods. I yeah. love James Woods. Classic, he, you game. know. I love that, that like, manic. I mean, like a John his politics. I like, think
0: his acting is pretty good.
1: Sh- sure. His politics are. Uh, love uh, his politics. <laughs> like his work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, if, if I. Right, t- when you're yeah.
2: ranking
0: it,
1: you're like, number one, politics.
2: That's yeah. what I go to no, Woods no, for. No, no, no. Number one, Twitter personality. <laughs> number two, politician. Uh, mm. I, I worked with uh, a Teamster on a shoot recently okay. who, like, on the van ride back, was talking about uh, the hard way. And he oh, just really? wouldn't stop selling how big a movie that was. Oh my god! Not in like a negative, but he was like, "You have no idea how big the shoot was. We had all of Times Square but blocked out." But by the out. way, Michael I, J. Fox—he was a supernova, and it's like, yeah, it was, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, I, I have a feeling that he—he's not wrong because I remember no. one moment from it. Michael J. Fox is hanging from a billboard in Times Square, like yeah. not on a set, like. Big. Like, van- like I always think of like Vanilla Sky as being like one of those big movies in Times Square because it's like, oh, you right. shut oh, yeah, down Times Square or right. you at least got there at five in the morning. But you know, it's like there is those moments where you see the city and you are like, oh, how did they do that? Like that was, that was a lot of money.
2: Yeah, it's post Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox, where, where he could sure. do whatever he wanted. Yeah, um, and it's
1: post video Videodrome Woods, so yeah, <laughs> right, right. yeah. post
2: Salvador. <laughs> Um, all right. We're, we're going to free you from yeah, this g- uh, podcasting prison, Paul.
0: Uh, well, I had a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me, and, and thanks for talking about this movie. Uh, and Thank I you hope, for bringing I, this I wonderful you guys enjoy movie it. into our lives. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so glad that you guys yeah. liked it. And You know, it's, it's a movie like there's a handful of these movies that I feel like people don't know that are fun. Like they're, They actually pay off in a, in a good way without feeling dated or cheesy or something like that.
2: Yeah, I had always been mean to see it because I love this kind of movie, but it's one of those movies that always gets, like, bumped down the Netflix queue because yeah. there's so many more, like, quote, unquote, important movies I, I feel guilt, uh, 100%. guilted into watching first. I'm sitting but I, of I a stack really, of
0: screeners here. Yeah, I know exactly what yeah, you
2: talking about. Yeah. I, I thank you for uh, prioritizing this movie and getting me to watch it, and hopefully uh, some of our listeners will do I'm the sure same. I'm sure they will.
0: Um, Well, so good, guys. Uh, Thank you so much, and uh, uh, I'd love to come on again. Uh, Well, we'll have you. And you guys got to come on our show. Uh, Uh, We'd love
2: that. Absolutely love that. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks to Ange Fragudo for our social media, Lane Montgomery for our theme song, Pat Reynolds and Joe Bowen for our artwork. Definitely check out How Did This Get Made. Is there anything else,
1: uh, Paul, that you uh,
2: want to plug?
0: You know what? Who cares? That's good. That's a good one. Let's do that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I You're
2: working it. on a, a galaxy quest. Now, I am. Right.
0: I am indeed. Yeah. Um, and we'll hopefully see how that kind of comes together. It's something I'm very excited about. And um, you know, I, it's been a while that I've been working on it. And I will only say mm-hmm. that uh, the way I can describe that is when you make a failure in Hollywood, every, there's one person to blame. And when you make something successful, there's uh, 15 people who take credit for why it was successful. So you have to sure. run through a bigger gauntlet of approvals and opinions yes. on everything. So uh, <laughs> that is a it's it's but it, it's it's getting there. I uh, I just actually handed in a script today uh, to my overlords, uh, and then it will hopefully go to Amazon. We'll see how it all goes together.
2: Well, we all know that Amazon has only made great TV shows, so right. I'm sure it will turn out phenomenally. <laughs> we'll right?
0: see, we'll see. I know it's Jeff Bezos' favorite shows or Be- Jeff Bezos' favorite movies, so that's the only thing we got really going for. It. Uh, is that, that true? That, that is a true statement. Like he wow, actively wow. sought, when, when Amazon started, he actively sought out the rights to this to, to make it into a TV show.
2: Do you think Jeff Bezos started Amazon just so one day he would have enough money to buy the Galaxy Quest rights? <laughs> I feel
0: like there, I, I, you know what? I honestly think that there's some truth to that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, all right all right guys Hopefully talk to we'll you later see soon all right thanks, thanks for paul. coming bye. bye paul and as always dan hedea never wears a shirt <laughs>